Hey everyone, this is Ben Chapman. Thank you for listening to Luminous Church Podcast. It's always an honor that you would take time out of your day to listen to us. We hope that you would see Jesus more clearly today and that you would also be inspired to make a difference wherever you find yourself. Enjoy today's sermon and God bless you. Good morning. Come on, happy Cinco de Mayo. Yes. Oh, come on. I was going to ask if anyone can do a little grito. Uh, oh, come on. Well, I, I'm not Mexican. I'm actually French. So this uh, Cinco de Mayo is not actually uh, something that my family members celebrate uh, very well. But, um, man, I'm so glad that you're here with us this morning. And so my name is um, Austin Fontenot, and I serve as one of the pastors here at Luminous Church. And so this morning, I have the honor of just giving, just sharing the word of what the Lord has kind of been sharing with me as I've just really been just diving into the scripture. So if you're taking notes this morning, uh, the title of this message is Walking Shoes. Walking Shoes, okay? And so, man, so I, you know, at some point when you get injured enough, you know, you just start wearing shoes, not because they look cool, because just comfort, right? And so that's why I have my shoes on this morning, my little walking shoes. And so, um, like, we, we've been in this series called Walk. Pastor Ben did an amazing job last week. Um, and so this is the thing is that, that throughout Scripture, there have been several people in which the Bible says they have been walking with God. I've been preached on Enoch last week. And we see that there was Noah uh, who walked with God. It said that he was blameless amongst those around him in his timing. And then this morning, we're going to look at a man named Abram. And so he's also known as the father of our faith. And so what is so great is this, is that um, Abram was a guy in which I think we can learn a lot from this morning. And so our our text this morning, our our theme text is going to be Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8. But before... We read this together, and, and I say together because last service, they didn't read it with me, so I was all alone reading this verse, to, you know, and so I'm going to need your help with, with me to actually uh, read this verse. But before we actually read this, you know, I want you to write this down, either on your phone or on a pen and pad if you're old school like me. But the thing is, this is so important because this is pretty much, you know, one thing. If you're not going to remember anything I say this morning, at least remember this. And this is the whole, this is the big idea that God has set the pace in our walk with him so that we will not enter into anything prematurely. Let me say that one more time, that God has set the pace in our walk so that we do not enter into anything prematurely. So let's dive into our main text this morning. So don't leave me hanging like they did first service, okay? So it's short, so it's going to be great. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. By faith, Abram, when called to, to go to a place, all right, come on, later receive an inheritance obeyed, and even though he did not know where he was going. Oh, close enough, you know. But, <laughs> That's good, but this is the word of the Lord, and this is our text. And so if you don't mind bowing your heads and closing your eyes as, we, as I just pray for us this morning. Father God, we just thank you so much that it is by your word in which that we are transformed. As your word says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God, we just thank you so much for Jesus. 
our Lord and Savior, because without him, we will still be in a rut. We will still be in our sin. So, God, we just ask that this morning that your word will be revealed to us in such a way in which we will leave here not the same. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Like I said, the, the main idea for this morning is that God will set the pace in our walk with him, that we will not enter into anything prematurely. And so there's three ways I want to show, show you that uh, this morning. And uh, the first one is that it's God's pursuit, that it is God's pursuit. Secondly, it's God's pace. And thirdly, it's God's promise. See, last week, Pastor Bren did an amazing job preaching, preaching about Enoch, and he, one of the verses that he referenced was Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that says that God rewards those who, who seek him. How many of y'all were blessed by that message last week? Yeah, if you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, please take a chance to listen to it because it is an amazing message. But isn't that great that we serve a God that as we seek him, that he actually blesses us. But he not only blesses us with things of this world, but he actually blesses us with a relationship with him. That is just so amazing that God would do that for us. Now, I want to consider a thought this morning about God's pursuit. And as last week we talked about us pursuing God and what that looks like as Enoch pursued God, but how about we flip it this week and see what it looks like when God actually pursues us and how that actually changes us. Because the thing is, is this, is that as he pursues us, what ends up happening is that there's a calling that's established throughout that pursuit. And we see this in Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, which is entitled The Call of Abraham. It says, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred. There we go. And your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And all your families of the earth shall be blessed. As well as in Hebrews 11, 8, it says, by faith, Abram, when called, everyone says called, called, right? The story of Abram begins with God initiating the pursuit. Abraham wasn't looking for God as the same way that we are not looking for God, but God is the one who actually initiates the pursuit. He's the one who initiates the relationship with us. And it always was him and, and it always will be him who is do that. See, God said to Abraham that I will show, that I will make, that I will bless. Those I will statements that God is saying reminds me a little something what, that I said to Tori when I was pursuing her. Is that I will show you that I'm worthy, girl. <laughs> yeah. That I'm going to make you my girl. And then I'm going to bless you when you sneeze. Come on. <laughs> right? And so the thing is, is that when, when I was pursuing my now wife, there was this excitement that all I wanted to do was spend time with her. 
And it didn't matter what we were doing. If we were walking together, I didn't care about the location or the duration of time. All I cared was about just hanging out with her. And everything that was in the background was just that in the background because my focus was just on her. And in, through that pursuit, there was this relationship that was formed. And this relationship ended up being moving towards something a little bit more serious in which we made a covenant in marriage. And because of that, through that, there was this calling in which I am now a husband. And it's revelation that she is now my wife. The thing is, as you pursue, or in this case, as God pursues you, there's a calling that is established. And with that calling comes knowing him, knowing how to hear for his, from his voice, knowing his heart, knowing from him to know your heart and for you to really just say, God, all I want is you. Because the thing is, is once you are able to experience and just taste who, what the Lord has to offer, who he is, there's no turning back. So meeting with him now doesn't become this casual thing that you do on Sunday, but it becomes an actual lifestyle. And the thing is, it's our response in regards to his pursuit after us. A.W. Tozer says this, that the goal, the goal of every Christian should be to, to live in a state of unbroken worship. And this is only possible when you accept God's pursuit after you. And in saying yes to the pursuit, you're actually saying no to everything else. Anything else that would actually hinder you from walking in the calling that God has from you. Anything that's going to hinder you from walking in relationship with him. The question is, what is that for you this morning? I know this one, this thing sometimes is attached to my hip, and it becomes a massive distraction because I, these are the things that I have to do, this email, this text message, this phone call, or maybe it's a, a relationship or the lack thereof relationship if you're not in community. Maybe it's unforgiveness that you haven't really dealt with, and so there's bitterness in your heart. See, for Abram, it was the leaving of the land of his fathers. It was leaving the place that was most comfortable for him. It was leaving the place in which he had memories. It was leaving the place that was most familiar to focus on a relationship that God initiated. Which brings me to my next point, God's pace. See, as we look back to our original text in Hebrews 11:8, it says, by faith Abraham went called to go to a place that he would later receive, everyone say later. later, later receive as his inheritance, obeying and even went, even though not knowing where he was going. See, when the Bible talks about walking, it's talking about a lifestyle, not a hobby that you pick up here and there, but a lifestyle, meaning that you are now saying, God, that, man, whatever I'm doing for my life, I'm going to use this to glorify you. Even if it means it costs you something. Because the thing is, it is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you surrendering your plans, surrendering your schedule, surrendering what you think is best. 
and saying, God, I know who you are, and I'm going to give this to you. This is saying that, God, I'm in agreement with you about my life. Amos 3.3 says this. It says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Yesterday, we had an opportunity to celebrate uh, one of our friend's birthdays, and we went salsa dancing. You know, and it, it was really fun, and I'm not the best dancer, and so I, I might have stepped on Tori's foot a couple times, you know, and so she may have some bruises, and so she's okay, but the thing is, is that there was an agreement in that moment that as we were dancing, that I'm going to take the lead, and she will follow me, and we're going to be in sync together to actually do this thing that we're doing. And the same thing is with God. As we are walking with God, my life is in sync with his will. And so whatever he says that I'm going to do because he is that to me, he is God. And I'm surrendering my control and saying, God, and it's no longer about me, but it's all about you. See, I'm sure when God told Abram that he will receive an inheritance and he have a, a child that Abram was probably so excited, but he didn't think it was going to take 25 years. He didn't think it was going to take that long. The thing is that I don't like to wait, and I'm sure a lot of times you don't like to wait either. Tori and I, we love to watch movies and Netflix. I'm sure a lot of y'all do the same thing. And so as we are setting up, I'll get the popcorn and I put it in the microwave, and I'm just standing in front of the door waiting, you know, for the popcorns, the, the popcorn kernels to pop. I'm waiting for the numbers to, to come down, and I'm just standing there. And with anticipation of hunger, just tasting the butter in my mouth, and that I just cannot wait, even though it was only three minutes. But yet Abraham waited 25 years. Does God have you waiting on something this morning? Is there something that you really be desiring and like, man, just pleading, saying, God, what about this? I've been praying for this, and in my prayer time, I do not hear you talk anything about this at all. Maybe, just maybe, God is using your waiting season in a way to actually mature you so that you can actually steward the thing that he wants to bless you with. See, it's more about protection than anything. So there's a lot of life happening within those nine chapters, and I'm sure at some point, Abram just started questioning God. God, did I not hear you correctly? I mean, did you tell me to go left or did you tell me to go right? Did I take a wrong turn somewhere? Because I don't see, I don't see the place of inheritance and abundance. God, I'm not getting any younger. I'm actually pretty old. And, you know, you said I was going to have an heir. And now what happened? Where is my heir? So the challenge that we have today is that everything in our culture currently goes against God's perfect timing. We live in an era that everything is this instant, that impatience is this something that we all just kind of surrender to. 
There's this instant weight loss, right? These, these things are problems. There's this instant weight loss. There's this instant success. These three easy ways to fill in the blank. Whatever you're looking for. It seems that as if everything is just at your fingertips. That you can get what you want when you want it. You can actually probably order something right now and it be delivered to the church before service is even over. But we feel as if there is so much to accomplish within the years that we have here that we are actually become addicted to instant everything. And the thing is that God doesn't work that way. God does not work in that way. Some of you have spent all your time and efforts trying to get God to walk with you instead of allowing you to walk with God. Here's another way of saying it, is that I'm going to do what I want to do, and then I'm going to ask God to bless it after I do it. And I know that I am just as guilty as that. And this is what it looks like. It looks like me potentially buying a, a 2019 fully loaded F-150, and then a week later coming up to the altar and saying, man, Pastor Ben, I need you to pray for my, for my finances. <laughs> you know, the enemy is attacking me. Man, I feel it on all sides. Man, I know it's the enemy. Or maybe it's the girl who, who goes on, who wants to be pursued, but since she's not being pursued, she goes on online dating and starts pursuing a guy. And then she wonders why she has to initiate everything. Why she has to initiate the date nights, why she has to initiate the conversation. Because the thing was, you were not called to pursue, but you were called to be pursued. See, God has set the pace in our walk with him so that we do not enter into anything prematurely. Which brings me to my last point. God's promise. Hebrews 11, 8, it says, By faith, Abraham... When called to go to a place he will later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. Last Thursday, or this past Thursday, uh, I managed to get home a little earlier than usual. And Tori just finished real estate school, and she's been going to school at night. And it's been a little hectic through the last couple weeks. So I you know, occasionally have a honey-do list that I have to kind of catch up and wash dishes. And I'm washing the dishes, and, and I'm like, man, i got to use the restroom real quick, and then I'm going to start working on my sermon. i got, you know, man, I'm just going to just, you know, knock it out tonight. It's going to be great. And as I'm washing my hands in the restroom, I hear the Lord speak to me. He says, Austin, walk with me. I'm like, nah, God, like, man, I got so much to do right now. You just don't understand. Like, I got a sermon to prep for. Like, man, like, time is ticking. It's been a hectic week. God was like, Austin, it's okay. Just, just walk with me. I said, but God, you don't understand. Like, man, people are, they're relying on me. <laughs> now, just, just walk with me. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to walk with you, Lord. And so I get my dogs, and I'm about to go walk outside. But the thing is, you know how dogs are. You got to get them before you can actually, you know, put the leash on them. And one of my dogs, she's just so super hyper in which that once she sees the leash, she starts hyperventilating. 
Like, she just gets so excited that she just starts shaking. It's just almost crazy, like she's getting convulsions or something. And so I'm walking my dogs around the block, and I got a tank top and shorts and sandals. And as I'm walking around the corner, it starts getting dark, and it just starts raining. <laughs> I was like, God, seriously? Like, you brought me outside to get wet? Like, I ended up becoming more irritated than anything. I thought it was like something sweet that he wanted to tell me outside. And then it, like, it starts raining on me. So I, I turn around, and I start walking home, and I can't run home because I had knee surgery not too long ago, so my knee's not that great, so I was more like hobbling, you know, to, the, to my house. And as I'm walking back, the Lord says, Austin, look down. And I begin to look down as I'm walking back. He said, look at your dogs. He said, your dogs trust you, even though they don't even know where you're going. They're not even being resistant at all. As you turn left, they turn left. As you turn right, they turn right. He said, Austin, if you would just choose to follow me, I will get you out of any storm you walk through in your life. And I feel like this is for you this morning, that as you have been trying to do things on your own, on your own pace or doing it your way, God is saying, just trust me. Just trust me and I'll get you through it. You know, when we look at Abraham's life, we see that he was not perfect by any means. He made mistakes. He, you know, he lied, saying that this is my sister, not my wife, twice. But in one moment in his life, everything changed. He decided to do what was right. He decided to obey God despite not knowing where he was going. That's the crazy thing. He did not know where he was going. And that obedience not only changed his life, but it changed the life of everyone within his circle and his family. So look at verse 9 of Hebrews as we wrap up. Hebrews 11:9 says, By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Of the same promise, that the promise that God had given to Abraham was not only given to Isaac, but as well as Jacob and the descendants after him. And that's the promise that you can actually receive this morning. It was the promise that God had given us. And I know some of you all this morning are saying, like, man, I messed up. And this is the reason why I'm, I'm probably in the position that I am, because I, I made a mistake. And God is saying, hey, 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 it's okay. It's okay, son. It's, it's okay, daughter. I see you. I'm still pursuing you. I'm still pursuing you. Because even though you might have given up, I'm still pursuing you. I see the calling that's on your life. And yeah, maybe you need to slow down just a little bit. Just slow it down to, to my pace. Because when you slow it down to my pace, I'm able to bless you. Because you're doing something on my timing, not on your timing. 
So, and this is the gospel. This is the gospel in which that there was this man, Jesus, in which he left heaven to pursue humanity down the earth, and he died this wretched death in order for us to receive this gift of salvation. And this is what Galatians 4, 4 through 7 says. If you will stand with me, we're going to close with a song. But I want to read this verse over you. Galatians 4 through 7 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoptions as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son in our hearts crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. See, that's what Christ's obedience did for us on the cross. See, God wants to bless you this morning. And with every eye closed, I just want to pray for you. See, if this message spoke to you, if there's a tugging on your heart and you're wondering what that is, that's the Lord. And in response to that, will you just raise your hand and say, God, I'm willing to surrender. I'm willing to surrender to you. I'm willing to accept the pursuit you have for me. And because of that, I haven't really been walking the calling that I know you have for me. But I'm saying today, I'm going to say yes to you.